you're listening to the invisible sensei podcast and i'm not sure what i'm gonna call this one but i will think of something appropriately funny <laughs> hopefully ironic so i grew up a catholic i was raised a catholic and so that meant a lot of church and catholic schools and spending a lot of time in the precincts of various churches in our parish so with that upbringing and with that experience in churches, I always remember that when we would go to church, it was kind of a hushed voice in which we would speak. Um, we wouldn't pick our nose. We wouldn't scratch our bums. <laughs> we wouldn't um, play with our clothes. We wouldn't talk to our friends. Well, sure we did. Point being, there was a hushed silence. We used to talk like this. Hi, how are you? How are you going? Yeah. You, you get the point. Um, and it was strange to me as a kid going to this place where I didn't really understand why we had to talk that way, but it, the, the ceilings were so high and there was all these strange things around the place, um, adornments and what looked like to me at that time strange ornaments. Yeah, ornaments. I didn't really understand the significance of them, but as is the case, when you're young, you don't understand a lot. So as the years went by and I moved away from that upbringing, which is another podcast altogether, and really got involved in martial arts, and particularly judo, karate, and jiu-jitsu. I spent a lot of time in dojo. And over the years, over the last 40-something years, I've spent a lot of time in different dojo in different countries, in different cultures, in different languages, in different places. And it's funny, the length and breadth of the world, and there are some things which are exactly the same and something which are completely different. And one's demeanour in the dojo is, to say the least, to me, a mark of how one respects their instructor, what kind of instructor they have, how much they respect the dojo. I think there's a lot to be said when you walk into a dojo. I am, I've been in plenty of custom-made dojo where beautiful wrought wooden floors and mirrors and changing rooms and flash training gear that have been completely soulless and then I have been to dojo which were essentially people's basement or garage or a room of their house or a shed and felt like I was standing in the presence of the masters and isn't it interesting that when we go to the dojo you know we do well less than my dojo we do um, a bow as we enter and I've seen that bell done so many times in so many different ways and again in so many different locations, styles and dojo. And for me after a while it tends to lose its significance and I again reflect on my upbringing as a Catholic. Genuflection. Now for those of you who are not familiar with the term, it's the you drop to one knee to indicate your respect for the place that you're in. 
before you get in the pulpit and you cross yourself, you do the sign of the cross. That might be an antiquated and old custom for some of you who are actually Catholic, but that was what we used to do. Um, so coming into the dojo, I guess the parallel is that a lot of people do that stuff and it's almost like by rote. I think that, especially when you've got a dojo that is, for most of the week, a scout hall or a basketball court or a youth centre or something or other, it is quite hard to think of it as a dojo. But this is what I believe. I think that irrespective of whether you've got this beautiful wooden floor and custom built of um, Japanese furnishings and completely in the traditional style if there is such a thing as a traditional style for a dojo or you've got some of those other ones I described I think that you take the dojo with you I think that whether it's a school hall or not doesn't really matter the way in which you comport yourself yes I used a very large word well that's not that large comport C-O-M-P-O-R-T medium sized word Comport yourself on entering and leaving the dojo, how you act whilst you're in the dojo, how much you listen, how much you learn, and the way in which you apply yourself. And the respect you have for the space says a lot about you as a practitioner and also about you as a student of a particular sensei. He or she may have taught incredible physical technique, but perhaps failed in respect to etiquette. Why have etiquette in the dojo? Well, I suppose for me that it comes down to use a modern term, mindfulness, which is not a modern term, what is not a modern concept. In karate, judo, aikido, whatever martial art you're doing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, um, hapkido, whatever it is, you fill in the blank. There's a mindfulness that comes because you're in the moment and you're trying to not think too far in the future and certainly not have your mind on what was happening prior to you coming into that class or session or that training camp or whatever it is. The dojo to me is a state of mind and I like to train outside. I'm very lucky that I've got a lovely dojo but also there are times when I find places by the sea in the forest near my home maybe in a park I'm not saying go out there in front of a thousand people and do your stuff I'm saying that I think the dojo is a state of mind and we carry it wherever we go there's always an opportunity to train now I don't generally wear my gi when I go and train outside but I always take what wearing my gi would tend to suggest which is the dojo with me and I think there is a place of reverence and respect and mindfulness. And just like that little boy who used to go to the Catholic Church and speak in hushed tones, I think the dojo, while not being a church, is certainly a place for finding the way. Which is not to say you can't laugh and have fun and do all those things. But I think in this world of increased so-called connectedness, so-called social platforms like the one I'm talking to you on people are so keen to share every aspect of their life I think it's really important to have in Māori we call it 
Wahi Tapu. And a Wahi Tapu is a sacred place, a sacred space, which may not be a building, maybe it's a particular tree you like to climb and look at the sky, maybe it's a beautiful part of the coast, maybe it's a tree you like to sit under, or a spot at home that is specifically yours, and you take time to reflect, to get into the moment, to let go of the values of the past and to not worry about the anxiety of the future because that's what martial arts is about for me I hope it is for you the dojo is not wooden and nails and mats and weapons the dojo is you the dojo is something you carry at all times It doesn't have to have mirrors. The best mirror of all is the one you look into and can see yourself. And you don't actually have to have a physical mirror to do that. That's what having a dojo is. That's what practicing is. I encourage you in your training to take your dojo out of the physical space and do it wherever you go. And bloody hell, make sure you have a good time doing it.